0: My name is Lily Chaudhry, and you're listening to Happiness Now, Secrets to Success from the East and West. This podcast is all about empowering us to achieve happiness and success in every aspect of our life. And we'll discover some of the wisdom that's found in different cultures about this topic. These talks are based on the works of Gossam Ali Shah. He's a renowned teacher, trainer, and motivational speaker and author for over 15 years based in Lahore, Pakistan. So today's topic is Living a Purposeful Life, Some of the things that we'll cover are how we're all created for a purpose, how we can stop focusing on small goals, then we'll get into what purpose really means, and where to begin to find our purpose. We'll talk about our ultimate calling, and finally about the power of thinking big. So let's begin. To live a life of contentment, we all know that we need to be successful in some ways, and the definition of success is subjective. For one person, success can be excelling in academics. For another person, it could be thriving in business. I mean, for me at this point in my life, success would be raising my three kids to be decent human beings. Of course, it wouldn't hurt if this podcast was a hit as well. (laughs) But it's almost a general consensus that success is having some kind of consistent progress in those things that are important to us. And that's what makes us contented and fulfilled. But to make that progress, we have to live a purpose-oriented life because purpose is the most powerful motivator we can have to progress. When we study the lives of people who have played the game of life well, who have become successful, we learn that they followed certain rules. The nature of these rules is universal. That is, anyone with any background can follow these rules and achieve success and eventually contentment and happiness. One of the most important lessons Tony Robbins gives us about being successful and making progress is this. Success leaves clues. The skeptic might say success is only a chance occurrence, but inspiring stories of people who have changed the world with their success, for instance, famous inventors of the world, like the Wright brothers who gave us the airplane, like Thomas Edison who gave us the light bulb, or Steve Jobs who revolutionized the world with the first consumer computer, they teach us otherwise. The understanding of these universal rules of success is crucial for helping us to attain real achievement. What we're going to learn today is just one of those fundamental rules or principles of success, and that is that a person who has a definite purpose in life will find a way to achieve it. With that said, it's tragic that research shows that a whopping 99% of us go through life without any specific purpose. These are findings of various studies in the fields of sociology and anthropology, and this explains why there are so few individuals who leave a true mark on this world using Steve Jobs' words, people who produce a debt in the universe. These studies show us that people who really become successful are from that 1% with a definite purpose in their life. So it's no surprise that in this world where there's billions of people who have come and gone, there's only one such Nelson Mandela or one such Ibn Khaldun, one of the greatest philosophers of the Middle Ages, or one such Michelangelo, one of the greatest artists of all time. What makes these 1% of people different from others is their conviction that they are here in this earth for a reason. And if we contemplate nature and the world around us, we can see that that is the greatest truth, that there is a purpose for everything. From tiny grains of sand to our colossal galaxies, nothing exists without meaning. So we should contemplate how could God send us man, his viceroy on earth, his representative on earth, without any purpose. That seems impossible. So our duty should be to find out what is our purpose, what is that mission that God wants us to accomplish in this limited period of time that he blesses us with on this earth that we call our life. I'll talk now about how we tend to focus on small goals. Many times we're so focused on achieving something that we don't spend enough time thinking about what that thing is. For example, what are the goals that some people have? One person might say, My goal is to lose weight. Another person might say, my goal is to get into college and get a degree. Another person might say, my goal is to get married. Another person might say, my goal is to buy a house. I mean, I think most of my adult life, I've always had the goal of losing about 10 pounds, maybe 40 when I was having my kids, or just being more organized and productive with my work or being better with my budget so I can save for those projects that are important to me. But these things are, again, goals, not our purpose. They're part of our path, not our destiny. So losing that weight is part of the path, it's not the destiny. And to get a degree is part of the path, not the destiny. To get married is part of the path, not the destiny. And when we come near to achieving these goals, we realize that these things are secondary, they're minor, they aren't as important as we once thought. And we'll see that often, even when we actually achieve these goals that we've set for ourselves, there's still this vacuum that remains within us, an emptiness. There are people who have achieved all their goals and if we ask them, did you find your purpose in life, they'll say they still feel a void, like something's missing. So if we've made that fortune, if we've achieved what we always wanted, but we still feel a void, this means we haven't discovered our real purpose. If we finally lost all that weight or bought that perfect house and we feel that void, it means we haven't discovered our purpose. In short, In short, if we've achieved whatever it is that we desired and we still feel a void, it's a sign that we need to find our purpose in life. And at this point, once we've achieved certain goals, the definition of our life's purpose will probably change. We might realize that the real destiny is to find God's will, to find what His mission is for us, what our true purpose is. And we'll start on a path to achieve that. In life, we often keep trying the wrong keys to open a door until one day we find that one key that'll open the door to our correct path. So what does purpose even mean? Purpose means the reason behind our creation, why God sent us to this world. There's a verse in the Islamic scripture that says, when God wills for something to be, he only says to it be, and it is. So we should ask ourselves when he said for us to be and we became, then why us? There must be a reason. So where do we begin to find this reason, this purpose? Ghazali Shah emphasizes that sincerity is probably the best place to start. If we begin to infuse sincerity and love into our daily life, doing those small goals that we all have, like schoolwork or our daily jobs, it can lift us out from the ordinary and put us into something higher, something greater. He observes that those people who master the small things in life get doors open to them for the bigger things, to achieve their ultimate purpose. He gives an example of how sincerity can change something ordinary into something much greater. And this is kind of a strange way to explain sincerity but it shows that the smallest things can mean a lot by having good intentions and sincerity behind it. So Ghassam Ali Shah tells us how across neighborhoods in his city of Lahore, Pakistan, people show sincerity and love in something as ordinary as having dinner. On occasion, men will get together with friends and have dinner in their local neighborhoods. What they do is they'll bring like some kind of curry or kebabs from one of their homes and then go to the local bakery or tandoor where they can order the naan bread. So tandoor is basically like an underground stone oven where pita or naan is made and it's kind of like the local bakery in Southeast Asia. And there's a tandoor in probably every nook and cranny of Pakistan. They also make sure to invite the baker to join them for dinner. And the result of this small gesture is that the guy who's making the bread will do it with his heart, with love, not just with his hands. So both parties are giving and taking and showing care for each other. So in this way, adding that sincerity and love for their fellow man, it makes something ordinary like dinner into something quite extraordinary. I know in my life, my husband is really good at reminding me about having the right intentions and sincerity, especially in stressful times like when I'm feeling overwhelmed with work or might be having some kind of family drama or (laughs) some kind of problem. Um, But he says to me, if you do things patiently and are easy on others, then do it for the sake of God's pleasure. Then it's all worth it, and it'll make things easier for you as well. So how much love and sincerity do we put in those things that we do? How much love is instilled in those daily chores that occupy nearly our entire lives? How much love and sincerity is there in our everyday struggles? Because when we put so much thought into these small things and do them with care and love, the bigger picture becomes clearer. God sees our perfection in these small tasks that he gives us, and he opens the pathway to our higher calling. Many of us struggle with what our mission is in life. One of the most revered poet and philosopher from Pakistan is Ilama Iqbal. He said, you have to delve into yourself. Ghassim Ali Shah mentions that he had to delve into himself to understand what his mission was. Someone like him, who is a teacher, is a catalyst for enhancing lives. They're a motivator. They give people hope. When people come to him facing some difficulty in their lives, he tells them that he can't save them from the problem, but he can help them get that deep inner strength and enough courage that the difficulty starts looking very small, and they are themselves able to overcome it. He says that for him to just tell somebody, keep your chin up, it'll be okay, those are just words. But when he does it with sincerity, that's the secret. That's when he can truly make a difference. There's a Sufi tale, and Again, it's not uh, supposed to be a true story, just sort of a folktale. When God created man, he asked the angels to suggest where he should hide man's essence, his core, his spirit. The first angel suggested God should place it somewhere on the ocean floor, to which the creator replied that one day man would find the ways to cut through the depths of the oceans and reach the bottom of the sea. The second angel suggested that man's essence should be placed somewhere on the peaks of one of the highest mountains. The creator of the mountains replied, There will come a day when men with adventurous souls will rub their feet on the peaks of the loftiest mountains. The third angel suggested the desert. But none of these ideas could impress God. Then finally an angel came and said, God, veil the essence of man within him. He'll try to find it everywhere except in the temple of his self. And God agreed. I quoted this from an upcoming book called Evening Rides with My Guru, and it's by Abu Bakr Zahur, the writer for this podcast. So, this story just emphasizes that it's our essence, our spirit, our core that houses our purpose in life. It's hidden within us. We only need to reflect, to research, to think in order to find it. And the day we recognize this purpose is the day of our rebirth. Spiritual scholars say that man is born twice. First when he comes out of his mother's womb and second when he finds out his true purpose of being on earth. So again starting with mastering the small things in life with sincerity and love will help us to understand and find our ultimate purpose. Now we'll talk about dreams and our ultimate calling. We're blessed with having dreams that inspire us, that motivate us, and that drive us. Here we're not talking about dreams in our sleep. It's the dreams that we have while we're awake meaning our hopes, our ambitions. We all have some things lying deep inside of us that we wish for, and we only need to search ourselves to learn what those are. And man is the only creation that has an innate progressive attitude with the ability to imagine and dream. Our dreams shape our reality. The 1% achievers believe in the power of dreams and in their ability to fulfill their dreams, and they resolve to pay the price for their dreams. Nelson Mandela once said about dreams, it always seems impossible until it's done. And Mr. Walt Disney once said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. I look at my own parents and the families that we grew up knowing who came to the U.S. from Pakistan or India in the 1970s. A lot of them had decent jobs back home. My own dad was working as a veterinarian and my mom was a school principal. But they wanted a better future and education for their kids and they had the opportunity to come to the U.S. The only thing many of these people had was a few hundred dollars in their pocket to start a life in a totally different environment, thousands of miles away from their homes and families. But they had a dream. They wanted to give their future generations a better life, and they believed they could make it happen. They were willing to work hard to achieve this, and many of them did. God bless them. To dream is to envision a better life. Stories like this show us that we can dream bigger, to aim higher, to do more, and to be more. There is a young man who was an Indian American living in the U.S. He spent a year at Princeton before deciding he wanted to go back to India. And he spent the next 12 years learning in different ashrams and monasteries, seeking spiritual growth. He comes back to the U.S. and joined his family in business until he ventures out on his own and eventually becomes the founder of the 5-Hour Energy Drink. Now billionaire, Manoj Barvana. The focus of the viral documentary on YouTube called Billions in Change. And many of us saw this without even wanting to, probably, because it kind of popped up on our YouTube. Bravana says, I believe that if you have wealth, then you have the duty to go out and use it for the benefit of others. He credits his spiritual training for giving him this purpose. Today, he lives a simple life in a modest two-story home with his family. And last year, he announced he would give away 99% of his wealth. He had a purpose, a vision, a dream, and he pursued it. We'll end today's podcast with the subject of thinking big. Only those people can dream big who think big. One example of how disempowering thinking can confine our capabilities is of one of the strongest animals on earth, the elephant. Because in some parts of the world, in the initial days when an elephant is still young, it's confined by a rope. And it tries to tug at it, but because it's still an infant, it can't get free and gives up. But by the time it becomes an adult and is powerful, It's to stop trying. It succumbs to the mere supposed restraint. The famous French philosopher Voltaire said, it's difficult to free fools from the chains that they revere. And us humans are no less fools when we limit our potential, we allow ourselves to think small, giving us excuses for giving up or for being mediocre. One of the worst things a parent can do is to clip the wings of their children, to stop them from dreaming, We often learn the lesson of how to dream or how not to dream in our childhood. I know as a child, I had someone in my life that was really discouraging, making me feel like I couldn't accomplish anything big. And I don't know if it had any impact on me, but I do know that I remember it. But I do believe in the power of thinking big, and I often have to remind myself to tell my kids regularly that they can become whatever they work hard for. I mean, my kids are pretty young, my eldest is only six years old. But I know that the more a child believes in himself and in achieving big things, the more likely they are to achieve them. And us adults are the same way. We can have the success and happiness that we desire, if we can allow ourselves to think and believe it. All the religions in the world teach us that God justly, in fact generously, rewards all our efforts. So the greater our efforts, the greater the results. But to make great efforts, we need to strengthen our determination and will. Will, motivation and action are the greatest three forces that shape our destinies, says the late and great motivational speaker Jim Rohn. There's a story of a 12-year-old girl who's playing with kids of her age in the grounds of a palace of a royal family. The lady of the house spots her and she sees the girl's filthy clothes, her ragged appearance, and decides she's just not fit for playing in the royal courtyard. So she grabs her by her ponytails and drags her out and tells her never to come back again. The little girl, she dusts herself off, wipes her tears and says, I will never be forgotten and you will never be remembered. This little girl puts her heart into her studies, realizes her interest in physics and chemistry and spends the next 12 years in science labs and discovers radium. This was Mary Curie, the only woman to win Nobel Prizes in both physics and chemistry. And yes, she will never be forgotten. She achieved her purpose of doing something great. An important insight that we get from such a story is that many times it's in the darkest days of disappointment or misery when humans dream and resolve to do great things. Tragedies can often spawn victories. Failures can often call on successes. Destruction can often lead to discoveries. Gosimali Shah recommends in his talk to watch the movie called The Mountain Man. It's about Dasharath Manji, a poor villager from Bihar. Dashrath Manji ran away from his home at a young age when he was a coal miner. He ended up marrying a girl called Polguna Devi. Every day while she would bring him lunch, she would have to cross the Gelhor hills. And one day while doing so, she slipped and seriously injured herself, which eventually led to her death. That the very night of her death, he decided to carve a path through the Gelhor hills so that his villagers could have easier access to medical attention. He carved a path 360 feet long, 20 feet deep, and 30 feet wide to form a road through the rocks of the mountain. He said, when I started hammering the hill, people called me a lunatic, but that steeled my resolve. He completed the work in 23 years, from 1960 to 1983. This story teaches us the power of thinking big, how a man can make a decision and persist at a seemingly impossible task, hand carving a path through a mountain. And that's a great example of the philosophy Emerson taught us decades ago, that once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. In conclusion, we have to start thinking of living a purposeful life, contemplating why God created us here. What is our purpose? And then we should allow ourselves to dream, and to dream big and think big, and then pursue it. If we focus on our purpose and believe in ourselves, then eventually we can achieve something bigger than we ever imagined. And I'll end with some profound advice from Robin Sharma. Dream big, start small, act now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us, and we hope you'll keep blessing us with your tuning in. We'll post a new podcast every Sunday, and we welcome all your comments and questions. You can message us on Facebook or send us a message on our website, www.happinessnowpodcast.com. And until next time, take care and take control.